Welcome into the Always 100 Podcast. Doing it a little bit different today. Uh, Mom and Uncle Trevor could not make it uh, for today's show. So I'm on the on the Audacity doing it solo from the Blue Snowball Microphone. And we're live coming to you on Divisional Playoff Saturday. How's it going everybody? Hope everybody's having a great start to the new year and won some games and some money last wild card weekend. Now, today, short show because, you know, we're just going to look at the four games. I'm going to give some of my opinions on uh, who's going to win, what's going to happen, and then we're going to talk about the college football playoff championship game, and then we will plug some things and enjoy this beautiful weather the Mother Nature has given us in the D.C. area. All right, so here we go. It's Divisional Playoff Weekend. The Saints got eliminated. The Patriots got eliminated. Uh, Very heartbreaking for me. So my Super Bowl pick is absolutely trash. It's over. You know, it's going to be one of those... Uh, years for me where I can watch the Super Bowl as a fan and not as uh, not as somebody rooting for a team. So that's the refreshing part. And quite frankly, the Patriots are going to get blown out anyway. So it, it it just I'm really glad it uh you know ended in the fashion that it did. So let's just say that from the start. This week, say uh the the Vikings and the Forty ers Start the week off on NBC at 4.35 Eastern. And Saturday night, sorry. Still waking up, folks. Saturday night on CBS, you got the Ravens and the Tennessee Titans from Baltimore. That place is going to be an absolute insane asylum. It's going to be crazy. The fans are going to be crazy. It's going to be a sight to behold. and And I can't wait to watch that ball game tonight. Tomorrow... Starting at three o'clock on CBS, you got the tech, the Texans at Kansas City. Supposedly it's gonna snow uh, tonight, like six to ten inches of snow tonight. So that's just gonna be, uh, you know, good luck, Houston. That's all I really got for that game. And uh, the best game of the weekend for me and my and my for my money is Rodgers versus Russell Wilson again in Lambeau Field, where it will be snow and twenty degrees. So let's start with the Vikings and the 49ers on NBC tonight at 4.35 Eastern. The, the deal with me and the Vikings 49ers game is the 49ers should be a lot better than the Vikings. The Vikings are the sixth seed. The 49ers have a really good defense. They got a couple good receivers. The Vikings are hurt a lot. The 49ers are at home. Those fans are going to be crazy. It's going to be off the chain. I think Kirk Cousins can make it a game, though. 49ers might not win. They, they probably won't win. Uh, the, sorry, the Vikings probably won't win. But they'll cover the spread, I think. Um, seven's too many. Uh, because... The thing, the thing with the Vikings that the Vikings can do well is they can run the football. They can run the football with Dalvin Cook. And you get that zone scheme going, you get Dalvin Cook going, it, it, it makes it a lot tougher on these defenses, and the 49ers have a really good one. 
So it, it's going to be one of those crazy things that um, they, they have to contend with in San Francisco. So, you know, it's going to be interesting to watch that matchup. Um, I'm really also interested in seeing what Jimmy Garoppolo, how Jimmy G does, because Jimmy G has got two Super Bowl rings at the behest of Tom Brady. Tom Brady got them rings, boy. Want to get your own ring? You know, let's see what uh, let's let's see what Jimmy G has. I think he'll show up. I think he'll do really well. I think the 49ers will rally around him and try and get that win. Um, I think seven is too many points, but I think the 49ers are a really good team and they're at home. And it was imperative for them to uh, get home field advantage. And since they got home field advantage, it really, you know, makes their life a lot easier because since it makes their life a lot easier, you know, if they go to the NFC Championship game next Sunday, it's going to be at home. You know, it's going to be in the Bay Area. And, you know, Levi's Stadium is really not an easy place to play. Um, it was before um, because... You know, it was a new stadium, and the 49ers weren't that great, and a lot of other fans came in there. And, you know, for some of those games this year, I mean, you know, Green Bay's fans travel a lot of places, so you can really see a lot of Green Bay fans. But, you know, for the most part, it was the 49ers made that an absolutely uh, amazing, you know, amazing home field advantage. And it's going to be awesome to see those people out in full throat in the Bay Area because, you know, the Bay Area hasn't had much luck for uh, sports teams in general. One more thing about this game. Um, I would like to see how the Vikings defense shows up tonight. And if the Vikings defense does what I think they'll do, and they'll, they'll get after Jimmy G. But Daniil Hunter, Everson Griffin, it's imperative for them to uh, get after the quarterback, get after you know, get after Jimmy G, make him uncomfortable. Uh, but also a big thing is Xavier Rhodes has got to he's got to show up on Emmanuel Sanders, and you got to get somebody um, on on the Vikings defense who can stay with George Kittle because if George, if you let George Kittle get going, it's over. George Kittle might be. The best tight end in football to some people. I still take Travis Kelsey because I just have an affinity for the guy. The guy's one of my favorite players in the league. Um, he he's just awesome. But Kittle's a better blocker than him. You know he's not. I, I heard the comp that he's like Gronk, but I guess he's shorter, faster, and more athletic version of him probably. But. You know, George Kittle is a very, very important player in this game, and the 49ers get him going, they'll have a good chance to win, and they actually may cover this number. So, the over the over under is 45 and a half. So, but my pick, I'll pick the 49ers, and I'll pick them. Um, I'll pick them. I'll pick them. 28 to 20. I'll pick them 28 to 20. So they'll, I, they'll cover the number. Uh, I'll pick the 49ers 28 to 20. 
and they'll make it to the NFC Championship game. Next game on the list, and thank you for listening to a solo show on the Always 100 Podcast. I'm Quinn, uh, taking you up for a couple minutes here, giving my opinions on the four biggest games of Divisional Playoff Weekend. The National Championship Games Monday night should be an absolutely awesome, awesome game to watch. Um, Can't wait for Monday night on ESPN. Number one, LSU. Number three, Clemson for the Superdome. It's going to be an absolutely amazing game. We'll get to that uh, a little bit later on in this podcast. I just also want to let you guys know that you can find the show on Apple Podcasts and Spotify by searching Always 100 Podcasts. And you could also check out my new page on my automotive side. Uh, Those of you who know me know that I am a huge automotive nut. I'm a gearhead, go to shows, looking for my bike still. So it's going to be awesome to get that done. But the new page is called QMAC on Wheels, uh, QMAConWheels.com. I'm getting some content up from the DC Motorcycle Show. That'll be around like Monday, Tuesday, just to get that out. Because uh, I'm going back tomorrow with uh, Robert and Marcella, you know, just as a civilian, not as a work day, to enjoy. Just get some more content for the website. Uh, but follow that page on Instagram also at QMAC on Wheels for my automotive journey. And yeah, it should be a good old time. I'm excited to start that business up and make the most out of it. Alright, next game. Next game on the list. The Titans and the Baltimore Ravens, 815 CBS. It's going to be awesome. Baltimore is going to be absolutely on fire. Baltimore's favored by 8.5. It was 10. Uh, it was 10 like a couple days ago. The over-under is 47.5. I don't really think there's going to be any rain. I, I was looking at the weather around here. Uh, we're about an hour, an hour south of Baltimore. Uh, doesn't like this might be a twenty percent chance of rain. That's about it. But it's going to be cloudy. It's going to be near seventy today. Just beautiful stuff for a January eleventh day in the D.C. area. It's something you don't really see that often. So it's we're gonna we're gonna really enjoy that. So, I don't think weather's going to be a problem. What it could be a problem, though, are a couple injuries. Uh, I don't know if Ingram's going to play. From what I've been hearing, what I've been watching, Mark Ingram is expected to play in this football game. He has a calf problem. That guy's a big, big deal for Baltimore. He, He makes them almost unstoppable because... You already have to have enough on your hands dealing with Lamar Jackson. Okay, you add a guy who can get you 120 yards by himself on top of it. You know, physical back, you know, can run through you, can run by you. It's really a tough task for any team when Mark Ingram is healthy, but he's not. The injury report is going to be very big for me. Uh, as far as the Ravens are concerned, because Mark Ingram is very, very, very important to what they have to do there. Um, Second point, 
Ryan Tannehill, you're going to have to be a lot better than what, what you were last week. The Patriots absolutely stunk last week. They played great defense, though. You know, because the defense always shows up. It's great. They only allowed 14 points. Now, I will go on record and tell you something that all you people know already. The Tennessee Titans have to score more than seven, than 14 points to beat the Baltimore Ravens. That's just a fact. You can't score 14 points and beat this team. It's not going to happen. It would be a miracle if you, if you held them to 13 points and won. But it's not going to happen. Tennessee's offense, and Ryan Tannehill especially, has to be better. You have to score more than 14 points. Now that being said, the guy made some amazing throws. That third down, that third and eight against the Patriots, we got a chance to get off the field, get Tom good field position, probably at the 40-yard line if they punt. Got those an out route. They were playing off coverage. Furster made a great catch. Very clutch throw. It was very, very good. Ryan Tannehill stepped up in a very big moment, made a big throw in a big game, and iced the game for Tennessee. He's capable of doing that. He's capable of throwing for four, four or five touchdowns in a game. We've seen, we've seen him do that against the Raiders this year. We've seen him do that. You know, against Kansas City, he threw for over 300 yards and had three touchdowns. You know, this guy is capable of getting on fire. Now, he's going to have to get some help. Tajay Sharp, Corey Davis, A.J. Brown. Guys going to have to show up because you're going to have favorable matchups the whole night. Because Wink Martindale likes to blitz more than anybody. Okay, so if the Tennessee line can hold up just a little bit, I don't think their line's very good. I, I know the left tackle is. Luan's pretty good. He's like an all-pro or has been in the past. But the line as a whole is not that great. If they can hold up just a little bit, give Ryan Tannehill a chance to survey the field and get the best matchup, I think Tennessee can have a couple of big plays here. But it really comes to me, it comes down to, can the Tennessee defense make some key stops? We're not gonna tell. We're not gonna say on this show that Tennessee is gonna stop Baltimore. It's not gonna happen. You're not gonna completely take take them out. But what you can do is you slow them down a little bit. You can make it a little life a little more difficult for Lamar and company because if they get out to a touchdown, two touchdown lead, Tennessee's gonna have to. Think about abandoning the run because you can't run your way back in into a game where you're down 14 to 17 or 21 points. You're going to have to throw the football to get back in the game. Tennessee is an old school team. They line up in an I formation. They give the ball to a big bruising back, three yards in a cloud of dust. That's what Tennessee does best. You know, they do a lot of stretches. They do a lot of dive plays, a lot of runs between the tackles. And, you know, you can't really win that way if you're down by 17 points. Now, here's the way the Titans really pull the upset. And I think eight and a half is, oh, man, it's a little high for me. It, it It's high. I think if I'm going to do anything, if you were going to bet this game, I bet the over because I just, I just don't, 
I just don't see. I just don't want to mess with the eight and a half. It's like it's it's not a. You have to bet that number up or down. Um, I think the Ravens are better, but Tennessee can win this game if they shorten the clock. The Patriots did a terrible job of. Well, I, I guess the game plan was to stop Derrick Henry. I can't tell. I don't know because if. The idea was to stop Derrick Henry. The guy averaged 5.4 yards a carry. If you allow this guy to average 5 yards a carry or more, Baltimore's going to lose this game. They might not, or or the game will be a lot closer. Tennessee will have a chance to win in the final two minutes or so of the game. They have a chance to beat the Baltimore Ravens in their building if you allow Derrick Henry to get a rhythm going, to get more carries, to start feeling it a little bit. Because Mike Vrabel, who I love, by the way, former player, former Patriot, grew up with that guy, love, love him. I, I, I'm rooting for Mike Vrabel. I really, really am. I want Tennessee to shock the world. But I got to be realistic here. Baltimore's just, they're just better, man. They're just better. They're just better than Tennessee. This really doesn't have a lot to do with the Titans. It's just because Lamar Jackson and company are on such an incredible roll. They have won 12 consecutive games. They've got the MVP of the league. They got 12 Pro Bowlers, 6 All-Pros, the Coach of the Year. I mean, you, anything you could think of with the Baltimore Ravens. They got the best kicker in football. They got the best punter in football. They got the best special teams in football. They should beat this team by a lot. Game's going to be a little close. I'm going to pick the Ravens, but Tennessee covers. I'm picking the Ravens somewhere along the lines of, I, I'll go I'll go Ravens 31, Tennessee 20, 31 to 24, 31-24. Yep, 31-24 sounds nice. It might be a little crazy to go that big of a total, but I think the what I think because both teams are going to run the ball a lot, so it's kind of a little bit crazy to, to put that much total. But I know Baltimore is going to score. That that's the deal here. I, I know Baltimore is going to score, and if Tennessee gets behind by seventeen points or so, you know they're going to have a chance to go some garbage time touchdowns. Uh, I think the Titans cover. It's going to be a really good game. The Ravens fans are going to be absolutely off the chain. I cannot wait for this ball game on CBS tonight. Thank you for listening to the Always 100 podcast live tonight. Or actually, not live, but you know, come, actually coming to you live, yes. But we're on Audacity today on the microphone solo show. I'm Quinn, and thank you for listening to the show. And thank you all for the continued support. Please find the show on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Also, just a little note, the Wild Card Reaction Show will be up today as well. Uh, just got to do some little editing there, and I'll put that show up and this show up uh, before today's ball games. All right, next game, Sunday. Sunday, let's go Sunday here. This one's going to be quick. I The, te- the Texans and the Titans, the Texans and the Chiefs from Arrowhead. I don't see it. I don't see it for the Texans. I don't think the Texans are very good. 
I mean, the the fact that you're even here is amazing to me. Um, but Buffalo gave that game away, point blank. Period. It it, it is gonna. That game should have never got gone the way it did. You you know, you had a chance to bury the Texans. You're the Buffalo Bills, and for some reason or another, you got Sean McDermott doing crazy stuff. You got Bill O'Brien trying to give the game up by going on a fourth down sneak, fourth and a half a yard. Deshaun Watson doesn't even get close to the line. They're trying to give the game up, and then Josh Allen gets out here and has a first down and decides, you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to throw this ball. I'm just going to wild this ball to some tight, one of my tight ends. We're watching this like, what the hell are you doing? What are you doing? Like, you, what What are you doing, guy? Seriously. Like, it, Buffalo gave the game away point blank, period. But I love Deshaun Watson. This guy just g- keeps getting it done every time. He just makes amazing plays. He does things. He leads his team. But here, here are a couple things for Houston. One, the defense has got to show up. You cannot spot Kansas City a 16-0 lead. Because if you spot them 17 points, you lose by 47. That's what's going to happen. You know, it, it, it's it's imperative for the Kansas City defense, uh, it's imperative for the Texans defense to get pressure on Patrick Mahomes. They are going to play a lot of man coverage. But, you know, t- going back to the Week 6 game, I mean, they did a lot of man coverage. They had some success against that, but Tyreek Hill had a good game. Kelsey had a good game. But Mahomes was off, and the Kansas City defense was absolutely abysmal. I mean, they couldn't stop anybody. It, it was it was, it was was unbelievable watching that. So, you know, I, I'm going to just see what, you know, what, just see what, see what happens there as far as the Texas defense. You got to get pressure on Mahomes, Merciless, J.J. Watt, they got to get after the quarterback. They have to be in the backfield for the Texans to even have a shot. Now, last game, you know, Carlos Hyde ran wild on the Houston Tech, uh, the Kansas City defense. Sorry, but that was when the defense for Kansas City couldn't really stop a nosebleed if they tried to. Okay, now the second half of the year, they've been absolutely terrific. They they've been got her getting after the quarterback, forcing turnovers, stopping the run. Honey Badger's been playing great. You know, they lost, they lost at uh, Thornhill, the linebacker, the white linebacker for them. Big player, good player, all-around guy. So that's a pretty big loss for them. But the bye week gives them a chance to get a little bit healthier. Arrowhead's going to be rocking. Tomorrow it's going to be uh, it's going to be like 41 degrees, it says. But, you know, it's going to be it's going to be like 20. It's 23 today, but it's going to be snowing a lot, so we'll see how that changes some things up, the Texans are a dome team, I just don't see it, coming out to Arrowhead in the playoffs with that team, and this game starts at 3 o'clock, not the customary 1 o'clock like they do, like they did a couple years ago, you know, this game is at 3 o'clock, the people will be up, they'll be tailgating before the tailgate, and they'll have another tailgate, the, that 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 building is going to be absolutely electric. Uh, Kansas City, I, I've got Kansas City winning. The number is, let me see here. The Chiefs are favored by nine and a half. 
I will lay the nine and a half with the Chiefs, take the over. A lot of points will be scored, but that's my lock of the week. I got Mahomes and them just absolutely killing the Houston Texans in Arrowhead. Finally, that takes us to the game of the week. Wilson, Rogers, Green Bay, Wisconsin, Joe Buck, Troy Aikman, Aaron Andrews, Green Bay. We'll check the weather here really quick. See here, Green Bay. Yep, Green Bay is going to be sunny and 24 t tomorrow. It's going to be 20% chance of snow, uh, 23 mile an hour winds. Basically, not pretty in Green Bay. Russell Wilson has never, ever, ever, ever won in Lambeau Field. And the last game I remember him playing in Lambeau Field, I think he threw five interceptions. Not good. Now, this is the lowest number of the weekend. I'm pretty sure this number is four and a half for the Packers. I, I don't know, man. I don't think any of these teams are good. Not Neither of these two teams are good. First of all, the Seattle should have won by a lot more than they did against Philadelphia. They dominated the game. They knocked out their starting quarterback. And by the way, Jadavian Clowney, you can get away with doing that to Carson Wentz. Better not try that against Rodgers, because you will be ejected. They will get rid of you. He got lucky, because I don't think the NFL likes Carson Wentz. So they let him get hit in the back of the head. Yeah, and I know he led with his shoulder. You know, he, he kind of he contorted his body in a way that he led with his shoulder. But he hit him in the back of the head. Not a good look. It's really, really not. So... You know, it's it's one of those deals where I don't really think these two teams are any good either. And both of these teams play close games. So, it's going to be a close game. Let's just get that out there. Going to be close. This game, to me, comes down to point blank period. Who do you like more? Do you like Russell Wilson more? Or do you like Aaron Rodgers more? That's it. That's all you got. That It's not... There's really, I, I wish there was some other way to describe it because Green Bay's got a better running back. Seattle's got a better head coach. The receivers kind of cancel each other out. Devontae's a little bit better than, has done it more than DK Metcalf. But DK Metcalf is an absolute monster. Green Bay, you better, you, you better cover him. Put two people on him. I don't care. If you have to. Because see, the problem with the Eagles was, they, it wasn't for a lack of trying. Tried to cover DK Metcalf. They just sucked at it. They're just, they were just not, they were terrible at doing it. So, it didn't really work out for them. Green Bay has got a little better secondary. The defense is much improved than it, than it was before. Zadarius and Preston Smith get after the quarterback. They've spent some money in free agency. They got those two. They got Amos in the secondary. They got a couple good quarters. Green Bay's defense is way better than Seattle's defense, who can't stop anybody unless they're the Eagles. I mean, seriously, they can't, they can't stop anyone. They're, they're not very good defensively. I think for me, it, it'll just come down to um, it'll just come down to the quarterbacks, man. Darren Rodgers is so great, and Russell Wilson is so great that this is going to be close because those are the two quarterbacks. I just I just don't see it. Seattle coming all across the across the country 
and then going to be greeted with 23 degrees and 6 to 10 inches of snow. and It, it, just, it just ain't going to work out. I'm going to pick the Packers because it's in Lambeau Field. If this is in CenturyLink, I consider picking Seattle because Russell Wilson is just really great and he doesn't lose a lot of playoff games at home. But this game is on the road and since it is on the road and you're greeted with very cold and windy day, I don't see it. I'll take C I'll take Green Bay, sorry. I'll take Green Bay minus four and a half in this game. I think the over under is forty six. Um 46, uh, so 20, 26 to 20, that's 46. Uh, I'll say Green Bay 28, uh, go Green Bay 28-24 over Seattle. Should be an amazing game. It's going to come down to the final minutes. Seattle actually might be leading, and Aaron Rodgers just leads a game-winning drive because that's what Rodgers does. Wilson can do the same thing, um, but... Honestly, in totality, I don't think either one of these teams are very good. But I think the elements, and I think the fact is at Lambeau Field, uh, it's just really hard to bet against Aaron Rodgers because he is so great and he is at home. All right, those are all my picks. I've got Saturday, I've got the 49ers and the Ravens. I've got Sunday, Casey, my lock of the week. And I've got the Green Bay Packers, the best game of the weekend, two of the all-time greats, uh, should be great, but I, I just, it, I don't know, I know Russell Wilson played at Wisconsin, but he hasn't won in that building, and it's going to be cold and snowy, I, I don't see it, I'll take the Packers. Alright, real quick, let's do a couple other things before we go, uh, let's, I'll just give my opinions real quick on the CFP Championship game. Just a couple minutes on that. Uh, I've been struggling how to do. Uh, I've been struggling how to pick this game for the two weeks that we've been waiting for this game. And by the way, why is this game so late in the calendar? Why is this game so late? Like, why? I I, I don't know what the deal was with that, but it's here. We're t we're about forty eight hours away, and I'm very very excited. Clemson, LSU for the title. Two great teams. Burrow's going to be the number one pick this year. You got Trevor Lawrence will probably be number one next year. You got Dabo. You got Coach Joe. It, look, it's just going to be a great game. It really, really is. Um, I will keep talking while I figure out the point spread for that game. I think Clemson's a six-point underdog. Um so it's it's more it's I think the, I think it's too high because we're just really just discounting Clemson. I don't really think that's a good idea because Dabo Sweeney just does amazing stuff because he he gets his team motivated. He's a great coach. I would love to play for him. I would love to play for Coach O too. Actually, I mean I I, I like both these teams. I, I mean, we're I'm, I have a podcast, so I'm in the business of picking a winner and seeing if the prediction comes true. But I, I just want to see if the I just want to see if the you know, Clemson defense could get some pressure on Joe Burrow, if he could knock him off his spot, if you could 
press the receivers a little bit, make it a little bit harder for them because Oklahoma wasn't for a lack of effort, but it, it just wasn't. It just didn't work out for them. It was very, very embarrassing to watch Oklahoma try and stop Joe Burrow. And, you know, I think Clemson will have a much, much better, um, they'll have a much better a chance to do so because they have the horses. They got a good defensive line. They've got people to do, you know, to, to get after the quarterback and make their life uncomfortable. But that, that's for the Clemson side. Now, I think for LSU, they're going to have to get after Trevor Lawrence too. Um, Trevor Lawrence can really run. He's big. He's got a good arm. He's got a bunch of good receivers. And Clemson's been there and done that. Folks, if you listen to me off the mic and on the mic, I like people that have been there and done that before. I like I like the tried and true. And Clemson is the tried and true. Absolutely. They're going for their third title in four years. That's a dynasty. If there is such a thing in college, that is a dynasty. And, you know, for me, it just comes down to, do I like Dabo? Do I like Coach Joe more? I, you know, no number one seed. I heard today before uh, starting the show, no number one seed had ever uh, won the national championship during the college football playoff format. And this this is sixth year doing it. And I found that very interesting. It's going to be so close. It's going to come down to the final seconds. I don't I don't believe that it'll be last year where the Clemson went down there to Tampa Bay or wherever wherever the game was and just totally annihilated Tua in Alabama and it was over at, in the, at the end of the first quarter. I don't see that happening. I, th- I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I think it's going to be an exciting game. I think I'll take Clemson plus the points uh, because – like I said, man, I just like people that have been there and done that, and I know that's a contrarian point of view, and I know Joe Burrow is really, really good, and he's on a mission to get that championship and bring it back to Louisiana, and it's going to be an LSU home game because they're only, what, I heard the campus is like 60 miles from New Orleans. Just... It's just hard for me, man, to, to pick against Dabo and pick against those guys. I've seen them do it too many times. And since I've seen them do it too many times, I'm going to go with the tried and true and see what happens. I got Clemson. It's going to be an absolutely amazing game. I cannot wait till Monday night. That is somewhere where you sit down, you watch, and you enjoy. Because those guys are going to be putting it all out there. And that's what I love. I love I love to compete. I, I'm I'm an athlete. I love to compete, and I love to watch people go out there and give it their all, man. Because it means a lot to these guys, and it's going to be awesome to watch these watch the best athletes in college football get after it and go on and win for a national championship. I'll take Clemson plus the six Monday night. All right, this has been the Always One Hundred podcast. Thank you for listening, by the way. You're listening to the Always 100 Podcast live. I'm Quinn, the host, doing it solo. You know, Mom and Uncle Trevor were had, had some things to do, so I had to get this content out for you guys. Uh, it'll be up on Apple Podcasts in about, you know, 
Yeah, before noon. Gotta just edit the wild card reaction show. And also, stay tuned for the divisional reaction show tomorrow. Back live, actually, on Blog Talk Radio tomorrow. Um, the pro- I, I don't really like the fact that the NFL started that Sunday night game at like 6.40. I don't really like that because that game's going to be past 10 o'clock. So, I, I, I don't really enjoy that. That, that deal, but, you know, it's going to be a great game, and I'm excited for a very exciting uh, weekend of football starting at 4.30 Eastern time with the 49ers and the Vikings. I'm going to give, real quick to end the show, I'm going to give some thoughts on the coaching carousel, and I had some uh, content, I had some uh, conversations with some people, some friends of mine, uh, going at the gym and outside of the gym. I, I'm i amazed, honestly. The Cowboys hired Mike McCarthy. The Redskins hired Ron Rivera. No problem. No problem with that at all. Because you know why? Because I've seen these people do it. Ron Rivera's got a Super Bowl championship as a player. He's been to a Super Bowl as a coach. He's a three-time, what, two or three-time coach of the year. Got 78 wins in the NFL. I've seen him do it on the biggest level. I think the Redskins have a, got a great hire, actually. And they hired Jack Del Rio, too, for the defense. And they got some players on the defensive line between Allen and Payne. They got Ryan Kerrigan if they bring him back. I I think the Redskins got, got a nice little core. And then they might – I think they'll draft Chase Young. But one of, one of my friends is a big Redskins fan says – that, that he wants Jerry Judy. And to be totally honest with you, I kind of like it. The Jerry Judy, the, Jer- the Jerry Judy on one side, Terry McLaurin on the other side, and Steven Sims, Steven, Steven Sims Jr. in the slot. Percy. Yeah, good luck covering that. Uh, but Rob Avera's done it. I think he'll do a really good job in Washington. Same thing with the Cowboys and Mike McCarthy. At least the Cowboys hired somebody that was 125-77-2. I don't care if he's white. 125-77-2. Super Bowl champion. Cowboys made a great hire. Now, we'll see how it pans out when it start, at the start of next year. But so far, they didn't, they didn't have to win the press conference. You got to win games. Now, here, now here's where I, I kind of part ways. So... That rule goes from Baylor, gets seventy million or sixty million dollars for seven years, right out of college, right out of his office in Waco, Texas, sixty million dollars. Never seen the guy do it, the NFL level. Now he did take over Baylor, he did take over uh, Temple, and turn those turn those uh, turn those programs around. Sorry. So I don't really have the biggest problem with him because. He's done. He's done it, like he's done it on the college level, which doesn't always translate to the pros. But he's done it. Temple is actually a half decent football team now, and Baylor is a title contender because of him. So I, you know, I think maybe the length of the contract is a little high for me. But who do I? What you know? It doesn't matter what I think. I just, you know, at least he's done it. So like, if I'm ranking the hires. 
Uh, Mike McCarthy's got a Super Bowl. I like that higher the most. I like Ron Rivera second. I like Matt Rule. But here, here's here's where I, here's where I part ways. The Giants hired Joe Judge. Yeah, I know that. Yeah, folks, that that's that's exactly what I said. Who the hell is that? Who's Joe Judge? Well, Joe Judge, coached under Saban, coached under Belichick. I, that's cool. Two of the greats ever. I I like that part about it. Excuse me, you were the wide receivers coach for the New England Patriots in 2019. That's not good. That's not a good thing. The Patriots receivers were absolutely horrible. You got, first of all, they led the league in drops. So I don't know what, what you were coaching them, but if you were coaching them to drop the football, you succeeded massively. They, could, they couldn't catch anything in a big moment. Julian Edelman looking at you, buddy. I know you got three Super Bowls. I know you're Super Bowl MVP. I know you've made very, very tough catches for the Patriots. But excuse me, when you had a shot, you you had a, we had a chance to win that ball game against the Titans last week on a second and six. Hit you right in the hands and you drop it. Hit you right between both hands and you dropped it. Is it I, I don't know. Is that, that is that all coaching? Is that, is that Joe Judge? Like why? The Giants could have had their pick of the litter. What did they see in him? Oh, and folks, by the way, Mike Thomas still hasn't got paid yet. The Steelers still hasn't paid that dude. I had to hear all year that Mike Thomas was going to get fired from the Steelers. The guy has not never had a losing season ever. Ever in his life. Coaching. Not one. They went 8-8 eight and eight this year. And they had Devlin Hodges and Mason Rudolph after Ben blew out his arm. What, what he did was absolutely amazing. That guy still hasn't got paid yet. I'm seeing all these college guys going right out of college. Some of them were successful. Some of them are not. And I'm getting these no-name offensive special teams coaches and wide receivers coaches. And we're like, hey, man, Jim Caldwell's around here. Leslie Frazier, he, he was a good coach for the Vikings. He took them to the playoffs a couple times. Mike Tomlin got paid yet. Urban Meyer. Got three titles. Nick Saban got six. Dabo's got two, potentially three. Uh, y'all don't want to call them. Do you want to call some dude we never heard of? It's unbelievable, man. I, I you know, I, I, I don't like it. I don't, I don't know what to do about it because the Rooney Rule is just a sham at, at this point. They don't care about like these owners don't care about the Rooney Rule. They're just gonna interview. This one person to say, yeah, we did the Rooney Rule, but no, we really want this guy. So we just had to interview you because the NFL kind of mandated it. Like, it's it's stupid. It's stupid now. Get rid of the rule or change the rule. Make the rule, like, actually matter. Like, enforce it. It's dumb. Like, why, <laughs> I don't understand how these college guys get out here, like, straight from college. Like, not like Matt Rule, like I said, not him, because at least he did do it at a college level. I don't know that he's going to do it at the NFL level, because he's got to figure out what to do with Cam Newton and all that, the whole situation there. It's just re it's just really sad to see, you know, the NFL, you know, it'll lead to 75% black, not hire black coaches. There's only like three minority coaches. There's Brock, there's Tomlin, who's the best one. There's Flores, who I, I, I have to admit right right here live on my podcast. I, I put my head in the air, folks. I was amazed that guy won five games because I thought they were taken. 
and I and I and I said it on this show earlier in the year. I thought they were tanking openly. I think I thought they were getting out here trolling us, tanking the whole season. Well, you know what? He made me a liar because Miami was in a lot of those games. They won five of them. They lost a couple of them by some pretty close margins too. They could have had more than more than uh, five wins. So what Flores did is unbelievable, and I'm gonna eat crow for that one because I didn't think that he could do such a thing, but he did. So give props to him. You got Rob Rivera as the Redskins coach who went over him already. I don't know what to do, man, but I, I would say good luck to these new college coaches because there's way there's more qualified people that have been there and done that. They're not getting jobs, and it's really sad to see. And I wanted to put that out there for the masses. And we got we got to do something about this, man. Because you know I don't understand an elite that's seventy five percent black. The NBA's got more black coaches and minority coaches than the NFL does, and their league's got European players everywhere. You got people from all over the world playing in the NBA, and they got people that don't look like them who are black, who are Hispanic, or whatever, leading teams to championships. But the NFL can't do that? Just something to think about. All right, guys. All right, I'm, I'm getting off here. Thank you for listening to the Always 100 Podcast. My final picks, I've got San Fran, I've got Baltimore, I've got KC, my lock of the week is KC, and i got Green Bay in a thriller. That'll be the best game of the weekend. We will, I will sign off here. Follow the show on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and join us either tomorrow night or Monday. Well, we'll see because I've got a couple things going on. But join us later on this weekend for the reaction show for Divisional Playoff Weekend. Enjoy the football and see you, see you then. Peace.